friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, July the 15th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's beauty. I wish you God's grace today, my friends. For those who are new and just discovered this, this used to be a daily podcast. And about two months ago, six weeks ago, it turned into a weekly one after uh, two, two and a half years or so. Uh, my name is Joe Zenk, hence the name of the, the pod. I am a lay Catholic minister, uh, spent 30 years in ministry in various roles within the uh, Catholic Church. And about eight months ago, I stepped into a new role as a hospice chaplain. And what I do is usually every Friday morning, I try to drop the uh, readings for the coming weekend in the pod here, and then make a few comments on them. Um, and there, <laughs> of course, that's what happens when I start a pod is my dogs say hello as well. So Bailey and Dexter say hello. Um, and usually what I do is I read the first reading and the gospel, because there's always a tie between them, and you're going to see that obvious tie today. So, my friends, without any further ado, let's dive in. And uh, and again, I say this all the time, forgive, over-repeating, but it's so important. It's the Word of God that contains the Spirit. If, if my words can help us understand that more, wonderful. But it's the Word of God that we chew on. And the reason I put it out there and try to on a Friday is that you can chew on that word, and then when you hear it again on the weekend, when you go to Mass, and the, the deacon or the priest helps uh, unpack it again, that that word may find more uh, purchase, may find a place within our hearts to grow, because uh, that is the very essence of what makes us and gives us life, right? Um, so uh, let's uh, dive into the Word of God. So, today is the 16th, or this coming weekend anyway, is the 16th Sunday of Ordinary Time. We're going to be going through Ordinary Time for a long time. Most of our lives are lived within the ordinary, within the common. It's, like I stated before, we don't live on mountaintops. It's, it's, you know, those festivals, those weddings, those funerals, those those moments of change within our life when the divorce happens or the job, the new job comes or the move or all those things. Not all good, but they're life-changing. Those are that what we call privileged or extraordinary time. Ordinary time is where we live the day in, day out um, service and life and love of our Savior. And it's where he lived it out too. So uh, first reading, Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 to 10a. Pretty famous story, but you're going to see the tide of the gospel almost immediately, okay? So let's break it open. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth of Mamre as he sat in the entrance of his tent while the day was growing hot. Looking up, Abraham saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to greet them, and bowing to the ground, he said, Sir, if I may ask you this favor, please do not go past your servant. Let some water be brought that you may bathe your feet. Then rest yourselves under the tree. 
Now that you have come this close to your servant, let me bring you a little food that you may refresh yourselves, and afterward you may go on your way. The men replied, Very well, do as you have said. Abraham hastened into the tent and told Sarah, Quick, three measures of fine flour, knead it and make rolls. He ran to the herd, picked out a tender, choice steer, and gave it to the servant, who quickly prepared it. Then Abraham got some curds and milk, as well as the steer that had been prepared, and set these before the three men, and he waited on them under the tree while they ate. They asked Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? He replied, There, in the tent. One of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so, my friends, our gospel now is a continuation of the Gospel of Luke. We continue through the 10th chapter. In fact, this finishes the 10th chapter of Luke. Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Pretty easy to see the thread, right? That idea of service. That idea of of waiting on others. Now, the interesting part is, and the one we really don't hear much about, we hear about Martha and Mary in the gospel. And Martha takes on that role of disciple, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening and learning. Um, uh, Active presence, right, with God. I mean, because in both cases, in both cases, uh, God comes to the table. (laughs) I mean, isn't that something? that that we are welcoming God into our homes. Abraham does, somehow recognizes God in these three persons who are coming. Now, listen, that might sound very familiar to you and I. We, we talk about the Trinity in such a way that, uh, that God is, is, you know, one, but yet in three different persons. It's, it's, it's image pointing at God that is, falls far short, by the way. Is as long before Trinity. It was even a, a thought. And so the fact that that somehow, in some way, Abraham he 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 was able to see uh the presence or or the the, the dignity or or whatever it is of God within those visitors. Um and he sat with them. And uh, but the one we don't hear a lot about is Sarah, you know. So Sarah, I think, takes on kind of the Martha role. 
She's behind the scenes doing a lot of the, the, the service itself, you know, and maybe, maybe had we known more of her story, because they don't really tell much of it other than she laughs and we had we kept going on the story here. Um, then maybe Sarah would have been complaining a little bit too, like, hey, man, I'm in here doing these three measures of flour. I'm in here cooking up the old steer and you're out there with with these three guests and, and you know, sitting at their feet. Yeah, tell, hey, three guests, tell Abraham to come help me a little bit, you know? Again, that's my conjecture, throw it out. But again, we see that, that, I, that image of, of being present with and to in both service and in both heart to heart. And that's what we're getting here. That's what we're getting here. Um, so, okay. Let's talk a little bit about it. Now, in, in saying somehow that Abraham or Martha and Mary, by the way, um, said, hey, listen, you know, come sit at our table. Come be present to us. Come sit under my tree that I recognize who you are. Um, that, uh, you know, they're going to do that for these three visitors. But the next three visitors that come through, oh, they're just three yahoos and I'm not going to do anything to them. I don't think that's what, what the meaning of the story is. I'm looking for God, and when I see him, he's going to come, and I'm going to give him these, these things, but I'm not going to give the next three some that come down the, the pike, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary, whoever they are, you know, singing their song. I'm not going to give them anything. I, I don't think that's it at all. I think, and, and I don't think it, Martha and Mary said, oh, let's, you know, do this for Jesus, but we're not going to do this for, for anybody else. I think it's that idea that says, and again, this would have been, within that nomadic culture that Abraham lived in, the highest value. In fact, we could talk about the, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a, a different story for a different time. But the essential value that's being even discussed there is one of welcoming. And, and, and clearly, in that case, unwelcoming. But, but that is the central value within those nomadic peoples. And Abraham is sitting under his tent on this hot day, looking down the road, in a sense, almost that prodigal father, seeing these people coming, and he runs to them and says, let me wait on you, regardless of whether you carry the presence of God within you or not. And, and so I think that's lesson number one, I would say, brothers and sisters. You know, uh, that, that uh, wonderful verse in Hebrews chapter 13, and I'm not going to say it perfectly here, but uh, what does it say? Um, let me go to it. Do not neglect hospitality. For through it, some of some have unknowingly entertained angels, right? That we don't know, and and Abraham may not have known, but that didn't stop the generous heart of Abraham and Sarah from doing what they did to these visitors who were weary and hot uh, on this day of travel, and that didn't stop Martha and Mary from from wanting to serve. Martha, goodness sakes, goes out and welcomes Jesus into the home, doesn't wait for Jesus to come in. Martha goes out in the same way Abraham did and welcomes in. in. And, uh, and, and I, think that's, I think that's a lesson for us. How do we not necessarily look and say, okay, there's God, I'm going to go there, but God is not over there, so I'm not going there with, with these guys or these gals or whoever. No, no. It's there are people in need. There are people experiencing weariness. There are people who are experiencing hungry, hunger. There are people who are experiencing life and whatever that brings. 
let me go out to them and welcome them in. Because sometimes, unaware, I'm going to be entertaining angels. What is it that, uh, that Mother Teresa says to us? That God comes to us in the distressing disguise of the poor. We don't look in there and say, oh, there's you, God. God is simply in the distressing disguise. And sometimes I think God graces us to be able to see. And I think most of the times we don't. But the question is, how, how are we? Who are we and how are we in those moments? And that's where I think this wonderful story of Martha and Mary has much to teach us, right? And what is that? That there is a place, my friends, I think for both service and both presence. Let's spin that out a little bit. Listen, I don't think Jesus is saying, Martha, Martha, you screwed it all up. You should have just, you know, let all the food go to heck and sat at my feet. You know, how many times do we go into a home and, uh, and, and we've been invited over, right? And we go in there and people just give us a hug and we sit down with them and we talk and they don't offer us a drink or they don't offer us dinner or they don't offer us, you know, something to, to snack on or whatever. I mean, that's, that's wonderful that, that, that our presence is really um, seen and, and, and experienced and known and loved. We are known there. That is more, I'd even say, than half the battle. That's, that's fantastic. But yet part of that respecting of the presence, right, is that let me, let me get you something. Would you like a glass of water? Would you like a glass of wine? Would you like uh, uh, to, to sit at a table with us, right? It's a both and thing. Um, but, but if we had to choose, now again, this is a false choice. It's a, it's a straw man. But if we had to choose, would you rather be invited over to a dinner, to a place where you don't ever get the dinner or the wine or the water or anything or, or you know, uh, the, the, whatever are, are those things that, that make for a comfortable environment? You don't get any of those, but you, you talk heart to heart with your, your guest, your host. Or that you go to the dinner and they wait on you and you have the most magnificent meal and the best wine and all that, but they never sit down and talk. Because they're, they're too busy waiting on you. Both carry half the truth, maybe, right? But I think the reason Jesus would say, again, my conjecture only, that Mary has chosen the better part is because that heart is present. Mary's service is beautiful. It's beautiful, but I think she forgets the generosity with which Abraham and Sarah served. That they, they ran out, and she did that. She, she started it. But then I think she's like, oh, man. I'm I'm carrying all the load on my own. I mean, goodness sakes, we've all been there, right? We've I know I've been there plenty of times. Um, and I forget why I'm serving or what that's about, and I start complaining or judging, even if it's not out loud in my head. You know, or gosh, just I don't even have to go that far. Just the other night I was doing dishes, you know, and Renee and the kids come home. I think I'm doing this great service, you know. Here I am, I want to have a clean kitchen to them. And what does Renee do right away? She puts more dishes there. You know, because she brought home her, her lunch or, or she, you know, had something else. And in my mind, I'm like, don't you bring me any more dishes. I was doing this wonderful act and I don't want anything more. I forgot what it was all about. And, and I'm not trying to have this be about me, but I think we all get in those, those moments. Brothers and sisters, our life with God is first and foremost about presence. 
Our life with God, first and foremost, is sitting at his feet and, and sitting at the feet of God and listening to the voice of God and, and allowing that voice, that spirit, that love, that life of God to find root within our being. Now, if all we do is sit there and we do not uh, take it out to serve, in effect, we're only breathing with one lung. Why would we want to do that? Now, in sitting there, it is there that sharpens, right? We talked about this before. I mean, if we're doing service and it's not coming from, from the mind and the heart and the mouth and the life of God, that service is going to amount to nothing because it's coming from my own ego needs or coming from my own whatever's going on within me, my own insecurities or my shame or my my desire to manipulate or whatever it is. The more we can place ourselves at the feet of God and allow the mind and heart of God to become our mind and heart, the more that instrument is sharpened. And when we're breathing well with that one lung, let's institute the second lung so we can breathe fully. And we go out and we serve, and we serve with generosity. Brothers and sisters, the action of Martha is necessary, but without God, it is pointless. And the action, the presence of Mary is necessary, but without action, it is pointless. It is navel-gazing. We need both. And we need to make sure we take time in our noisy, busy, frenetic lives and culture to sit at the feet. Because you know what? That presence may indeed be the better part. If we have to choose between the two in that straw man that I gave you earlier. Because that's where heart speaks to heart. But both, both carry the presence of God. For, for Abraham, indeed, blessed the presence of God, not just with presence, but with a steer and with flower and with bathing of feet and with shade and with company. I like this statement, and I'll leave us with this, this statement from St. Francis de Sales. And, and it's good for us just to ponder, okay? And he says this, Every follower of Christ needs half an hour of prayer each day, except when we are busy. Then we need an hour. Brothers and sisters, have you, have I, do we make time in our life to sit at the feet, to allow our tool, our knife, to be sharpened, to, to put on the mind and heart of God, and from that space to go out into the world to reach out and welcome those like Martha, like Abraham, like Sarah to serve, but to serve in generosity. And then when we begin to forget and we get tired, to come back once again the next day and to sit at the feet of God and allow God to fill us once again. It's both lungs. It's breathing in. It's breathing out. We don't just do one. We don't just use one paddle when we're out in a boat or we go in circles. For the fullness of life, we use both lungs. We breathe in and we breathe out. 
Let's pray. And so, my friends, uh, we are now uh, on the fourth joyful mystery. And so uh, we pray the fourth joyful mystery, the presentation at the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Friday. May your weekend be filled with every good joy. 